Tonight, the AirPrize comes to play mobile. Is that droid in your pocket? And remember actress Marky Post. All that and more on the sci-fi edition of Multiverse tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Well, hello everyone and welcome to episode 137 of Multiverse Tonight. I'm, of course, your host, Thomas Townley, and, well, it's finally come, uh, the return to Comic-Con. Planet Comic-Con starts in Kansas City just a few days from when I'm recording this on Monday. And, well, I'm ready for it. I've, I've got all my, you know, collected my stuff together, you know, my mics, my uh, pod decks full of questions for interviews, you know, just in case I need a question. I've uh, got new t-shirts. I've got new, you know, new new uh, stuff to go there. I've got, you know, do I need to, you know, use my use my uh, handheld mic or, you know, will my will, you know, a new mic work better? You know, it's it's going to be an interesting time. Now masks are required everywhere. And uh, they're also offering vaccinations at the con as well. So I hope, you know, people take take heed and get those, you know, get those shots, people. We're over 50% now in the United States. We need to get that, you know, up there. And it's it's not, don't think of getting vaccinations. No, oh, why do I have to get vaccinations? Stop the disease. Um, you want to get a vaccination so that, you know, there are less people in the ICU. There are ICUs in this country that are in terrible shape right now because the beds are filled up with people who have the you know Delta variant. So you know, get that vaccination. Help be part of the solution. You know. Now I myself uh, have are have have been wearing masks. You know, at work. But also because I've had a cold, I got has a summer cold last week, and uh, you know it. Most those masks do help you not spread that cold around to other people. So, uh, you know, again, going to be reporting on the con. You know, I got my my press pass all lined up. Now, be sure to keep an eye on Twitter and Instagram as well for uh, photos and uh, watch out for future episodes for an interview or two. I have. Uh, one interview lined up with the author of a brand new Star Trek Picard book. And, uh, you know, who knows, uh, what more, what other interviews I might get. But, uh, we'll see. You know, again, this is, this is more of a vacation to me than a work trip. You know, I try to enjoy myself more than, ooh, you know, I need to get an interview here or need to take a photo here. You know, it's more of, hey, what's that over there? Ooh, ooh that's neat. Anyway, let's go on to the Star Trek news. And we begin Star Trek news today with uh, 
Mike McMahon, the showrunner of Lord Dex, in an interview he had with Trek Movie. Now uh, I'll uh, read quite a bit of quite a bit of this, but there'll be plenty of this in the show notes for you to peruse later. He starts off by saying that season one was interesting because, quote, for a lot of the writing in the first half of the season, I would get notes saying, what is sickbay? And I was like trying to kind of trying to balance Star Trek 101 with a Star Trek comedy with meeting new characters, understanding a new class of ship and 2380 and 2381 Federation history. There was a lot of explaining. It's not fun, funny explaining stuff. It's hard to make emotional character stories when stuff's getting explained. So then the second half of season one, we had the movie episode going. We've got the Titans showing up. We're laying our hair down a bit. For season two, we took that energy from the end of the first half of season one. And you'll see from the very first scene that there's no hand-holding anymore. From that first scene, you see that we've got Mariner in a situation that would be impossible to describe to people who've never been, you know, never seen Star Trek before. And we're wielding it in a new way that is just saying, hey, this is an emotional story. This is a comedic story. And just saying, hey, this is, and, and saying, let's have fun. The trading wheels are off. And you'll see that across, the, uh, that across all of season two, we're going to weirder planets. There's deeper cuts. And the characters are doing stuff that's just a little bit more unleashed. It feels good. We have 10 episode seasons and I grew up watching 20 episode something episode seasons. And I think we've gotten to this place where I'm like, Oh, this is what the show is. Now, Tanya is performing like we are going to write up for her, to her and vice versa. And it's all just working together. Now, unquote. Now, there's, they have also gotten into production on season three. So, uh, you know, and so they're kind of worried that they had to have a lot of feedback yet. And so, you know, he said that he felt that was kind of scary because, you know, no one know you know, what's Badgie? What's Badgie like? Who, you know, I like Badgie. We used him twice in, for, in the first season. Now, he says all you can do is write up the characters and then the jokes will come, the stories will come. If you're searching in the dark for what the audience will like, you're really writing for yourself and for them because we're the first audience of the show. Now, he also... uh at, he also asks, you know, in season three, the question is, when will they stop being lower deckers? Do they start moving up in rank? You know, the you know Boimler left and take took a crack at the Titan, but what's his journey? So uh, they're they're in there for the long haul to get used to it. Now uh, there's a lot more. He also talks about. Uh, if you know he could do the show forever, he would. He'd hit six, he'd hit seven, seven seasons and then beg for a seventh for an eighth season. He would also love to do movies for Lower Decks, and he's got a billion ideas. Now, uh, there's uh, much more to that interview. Also, his thoughts uh, with Alex Kurtzman signing a new five-year deal and stuff like that. So, I'll uh, again leave that in the show notes for you to uh, peruse at uh, your leisure. But let's go on to uh, the other animated show in the Star Wars franchise, which hasn't come yet, Star Trek Prodigy, which is coming to Paramount Plus in Europe as well as in America. Now, Viacom CBS has announced a brand new partnership with Sky to bring the Paramount Plus streaming service to Sky platforms in the UK, Ireland, Germany, Italy, Switzerland, and Austria in 2022. Paramount Plus will become part will become available as part of the Sky Q service and will be included with Sky Cinema packages at no additional cost. 
Other Sky customers can subscribe to it as an add-on. Now, if you're wondering where most of the Trek movies disappeared to when when uh, Paramount Plus rolled over to uh, August, well, look no further than AMC Plus. The six original cast movies, as well as uh, all but one of the Next Generation movies, moved over to AMC Plus for an exclusive engagement. Now, there was a previously scheduled arrangement that was set up before the emergence of Paramount Plus, and no word on when those movies will be returning to their Paramount to their Paramount Plus home. Star Trek and Playmobil are coming together for the first time in 55 years for a Star Trek playset. The 70548 Star Trek USS Enterprise is, quote, all about authentic details and numerous features to inspire fans. The one-meter-long Constitution-class vessel is the pride of Starfleet and comes with plenty of mesmerizing details. But more about these will be revealed soon. The specifically specially designed mounting will help to make sure this legendary ship is presented in the best possible way. Lights, sounds, and other technical features are included alongside a unique AR tie-in app, which will expand this authentically detailed Star Trek experience much further than just the physical product. This ship comes with a total of seven crew members from the original cast, which all fit perfectly into their traditional places on the bridge. Plus, the Enterprise ship isn't the only thing that's a Playmobil first. Mr. Spock is the first figure in Playmobil history, dating all the way back to 1974 to have ears. Vulcan ears, of course. Unquote. The Playmobil set is going to set you back a pretty penny, though, costing, get this, $499 and 99 cents. And finally, Robert Beltran will be making an appearance on Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, the actor revealed just that much at the annual Star Trek Con in Las Vegas. Now, he didn't do, again, he didn't say anything else about the appearance other than the basic fact that he is going to make an appearance on the show. So, you know, good luck. You know, so uh, I guess that's something to look forward to. You know, whether he's going to play old Chicotay. Or he's going to play some other hologram of Shigote. Who knows? Now, let's go to the Star Wars news. Roger, roger. Roger, roger indeed. Star Wars The Bad Batch will be back for Season 2 in 2022, according to an announcement on Twitter. Now, Disney issued a full statement about the news. Michael Paul, president of Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, said, quote, Fans have enthusiastically embraced the action and drama of Star Wars The Bad Batch, and we are excited to see the Star Wars animated universe continue to expand on Disney Plus. As the dedicated streaming home for the Star Wars franchise, we can't wait for the second season of this fan-favorite animated series, unquote. Now, executive producer Dave Filoni also added, the entire Lucasfilm animation team, and I would like to thank Disney Plus and our fans for the opportunity to continue telling the story of the Bad Batch. Unquote. Well, apparently you have to be rich to not only go into actual space, but Star Wars space. Yep, begin saving up those pennies now, kids, because Disney has finally released the price list for a trip at the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. The all-inclusive experience, which lasts three days and two nights, will cost between $749 and $1,209 per night, depending on who, how many guests are in your cabin. Now, for two people, that adds up to around $4,809 for four 
you're looking at a whopping $5,999. Again, start rolling up your pennies, folks. The immersive experience means that all the workers have to be in character at all times, and there will be a detailed itinerary for all of the events. Now, some of the events will be considered story moments, dealing with the Resistance versus First Order storyline, while other events will include lightsaber training, sabacc lessons, and bridge training. I'm not sure if lightsabers or bridge training makes sense with your role as a passenger on a, on a Starliner, but well, let's just go with it for the moment. At uh, night, there is, of course, an adults-only lounge... Day two, we'll see a transporter take guests from the ship to Batu at Walt Disney World. Now, each trip is expected to be completely unique. This super experience trip to Florida, uh, if you consider it a trip to Florida to be a super experience, will start next year. A new Lego Star Wars anime special is coming to Disney+. Plus. The Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales will debut on the streaming service October 1st and will take place after the events of The Rise of Skywalker. Poe and BB-8 must make an emergency landing on the volcanic planet Mustafar, where they meet the greedy and conniving Grabella the Hutt, who has purchased Darth Vader's castle and is renovating it into the galaxy's first, all-inclusive, Sith-inspired luxury hotel. While waiting for his X-Wing to be repaired, Poe, BB-8, Grabella, and Dean, a plucky and courageous young boy who works as Grabella's mechanic, venture deep into the mysterious castle with Vader's loyal servant, Vinay. Along the way, Vinay shares three creepy stories linked to ancient artifacts and iconic villains from across all eras of Star Wars. As Vinay spins his tales and lures our heroes deeper into the shadowy underbelly of the castle, a sinister plan emerges. With the help of Dean, Poe, and BB-8, will have to face their fears, stop an ancient evil from rising, and escape to make it back to their friends. Now, the special features voice talent from Jake Green as Poe Dameron, Raphael Alejandro as Dean, Dana Schneider as Grabella the Hutt, Tony Hale as Vinay, Christian Slater as Wren, Trevor Duvall as Emperor Palpatine, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn as Nihilate, and Matt Sloan as Darth Vader. Again, the special arrives in October. Tamagotchi is back, and there's a Star Wars one. The R2-D2 Tamagotchi Virtual Pet is now available for order and features adorable animations and nine minigames. Now, it's your job to train R2 to master up to 19 different skills and keep him charged, clean, and happy. If you fail, it's off the Jawas, he goes. Next up is a Boba Fett version. Now, let's go on to the geek news. Hans Zimmer has composed not only one original score for Dune, but a second original score, this time for the Insight Editions book, The Art and Soul of Dune, which is a making-of book written by Dune executive producer Tanya Lapointe. This marks the first time he has ever written a musical score for a book. The music will be available to stream on and download for free the same day as the movie, October 22nd. The Orville has wrapped production on, on Season 3. Seth MacFarlane announced the happy news on Twitter, saying, quote, And that's a wrap on Season 3 of The Orville. Thank you, for all our, thank you for our incredible cast and crew for all their tireless and brilliant work. I sincerely hope this is not the last time we all go to space. Hashtag The Orville, unquote. 
Now, there's no word on when season three will be out yet, but as soon as we know, we'll contact uh, our uh, producer friend over at uh, the Orville, Tom Constantino, and uh, hope and get an interview with him. And who knows? Maybe he'll you know brings brings bring a surprising guest on or something. Who knows? You know, we have we can have high hopes now, can't we? Noah Hawley's Alien TV show will hit F- FX in 2023, according to FX Network President John LeGraff. LeGraff broke the news at FX's Television Critics Association presentation. He also added that Noah Hawley's take was, quote, very grounded and also added, I think it's very conscious that the fact that there's a cinematic universe, and while it has some flexibility, that the aesthetic that was established by Ridley Scott and continued by James Cameron is a part of that universe, unquote. Now, FX has also renewed What We Do in the Shadows for a fourth season. Now, season three's premiere will be on September 2nd and starts with the fallout of Guillermo's rampage on the vampires in order to save his vampire family. Also, given a new season order is American Horror Story, the anthology successor to American Horror Story, which debuted last month and is FX's on Hulu's most successful launch to date. Star Wars and Indiana Jones book author J.W. Rinsler has passed away. Jonathan was an executive editor at Lucasfilm, as well as an editor on behind-the-scenes books about Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Alien, and The Shining. Rinsler was born on August 17, 1962, Lakewood, New Jersey. Rinsler initially studied painting while at the Parsons School of Design and ultimately graduated from New York University with a bachelor's and master's degree in comparative literature. He joined Lucasfilm in 2001 and became the executive editor of the Lucas Books publishing arm. There, his first work for the publisher included The Art of Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and The Making of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. His most well-known work was 2007's The Making of Star Wars, the definitive story behind the original film, which earned critical acclaim for its comprehensive approach to balancing archival research with cast and crew interviews. He would go on to write several other Star Wars books before leaving Lucasfilm behind in 2016, including The Making of The Empire Strikes Back, The Making of The Return of the Jedi, Star Wars The Blueprints, and The Sounds of Star Wars. He wrote uh, over 25 books, three of which became New York Times bestsellers, and edited over 100 Star Wars-related titles. Outside of his work on the Star Wars franchise, he penned multiple books about the Indiana Jones franchise, as well as The Making of Aliens, The Making of the Planet of the Apes, The Making of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, and Howard Kinjan's A Producer's Life. He also wrote several fiction books, including the space historical novel All Up and the best-selling graphic novel The Star Wars, which he co-wrote with Mike Mayhew. Rinsler is survived by his wife, two daughters, his parents, siblings, and a grandson. He was 58 years old. And finally tonight, just a few weeks after one of her co-stars, Charles Robinson, passed away, actress Marky Post has also passed on. Marky was best known as public defender Christine Sullivan on Night Court. Marky was born in Palo Alto, California in November of 1950 to a scientist father and a poet mother. Before she got into acting, she worked on several game shows, including NBC's Card Sharks, The $25,000 Pyramid, and Super Password. Her acting credits include episodes of Barnaby Jones, Simon Simon, The Incredible Hulk, The Greatest American Hero, The A-Team, The Love Boat, and Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. She eventually became a series regular on the ABC action drama The Fall Guy 
And after that, she got a role on Night Court that lasted from 1984 to the series' end in 1992. After that, she mainly did TV movies and guest star work, but her next big role was on the CBS uh, sitcom Hearts of Fire, ending in 1995. She voiced June Dyerby and the animated Transformers Prime for 15 episodes and had a recurring role on Chicago PD. Her last role was in 2019's movie, 2019's soundtrack. She also had a handful of movie roles as well. Her biggest was uh, Mary's mom in the Fairly Brothers comedy, There's Something About Mary. Five years ago, she was diagnosed with cancer. Marky Post died at her home in Los Angeles on August 7th. She survived by her two daughters and husband. She was 70 70 years old. And that brings us to the end of the uh, sci-fi news for today. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute uh, to our show, please check out the show notes. Visit our Public store which uh, right now I'm holding up one of our brand new t-shirts and uh, go over and uh, visit. You You can find that link and much more at multiversetonight.com. If you're a subscriber, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, be sure to share us with uh, other people you know. And if you're brand new to the show, hit that subscribe or follow button and leave us with some feedback and let me know how we're doing. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in just a couple days with a brand new comic book edition and two weeks with a brand new sci-fi edition. Now please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Production. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.